Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Steel Target Paint Podcast. First one in 2021, and my excellent co-host, Mr. Steve Foster, is with us. And uh, we're going to do a little recap on 2020 and maybe talk about some of the things that are going on in 2021. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Jeff. I do like the, is it a clarifying excellent? I don't know. Descriptive excellent. I like the excellent part of it. That just made my day. Well, good. It's true, you know. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is a good time out here, and and hopefully, uh, you know, based on the listeners, we, I check the numbers uh, just on occasion, and you know, we're getting 300 listeners uh, an episode at least uh, on SoundCloud, and we probably get another hundred or so on the other platforms, and you know, it's fun, and that's why we do this. Uh, for those that don't know, this is not monetized. Uh, we don't make any money. Uh, we don't get free paint from Larry for doing the podcast. We uh, we do this for fun and 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 your enjoyment. So, oh, oh Listen. crap, Jeff! You don't get free paint for oh. doing. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that out. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, uh, so so I see you uh, you've been doing some shooting. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your carry optics performance. That's a pretty significant accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah, you know, last um, weekend. Uh, it was last weekend, last match of um, uh, that I shot in, in 2020 um, at one of my favorite ranges over at the Volusia County Gun and Hunt Club. And, you know, I finally got the gun uh, dialed in. Um, I'd been having some problems uh, with the dot. Um, and it wasn't really that it was the dot. It turned out to be um, the screws I was using to mount the dot to the plate. And I called the company, and they're like, oh, you need this special screw. I said, well, I never got those. Well, they shipped them out. In fact, I'll name them. Nice shout-out to Springer Precision because they sent me the screws no problem. I got the doubt mounted, got it zeroed, um, shot the next three matches without issue, and was fortunate enough to get uh, the time I needed uh, at the match to... uh, make grandmaster in carry optics so that's number seven for me that's awesome man you know i, I think i enjoy, need, I think I enjoy the centerfire guns i enjoy them they're a lot of fun because they're a challenge i wish i knew somebody that had a laser to make you a customized jeff got a seventh uh gm and carry optics challenge coin but we'll see, we'll see. no <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I thought about I thought about getting a you know a, a tattoo with the seven different divisions down the back of my calf, but I'm not a tattoo guy, so I won't do that. Mm. Mm. Well, it's, it's <laughs> lucky this is a G-rated show because I had some bad ideas that just went through my head. <laughs> well, Steve, how did your just 2020 saying. end up? No, oh man, it was rocky. After my hospital stint and my dad had some uh, health issues over Christmas, oh, thank God we're in 2021, Jeff. Yeah, thank thank goodness. So I don't but I don't think there's anybody back, that's fire, looking fire. back on 2020 and saying, "What a great year that was." I <laughs> know uh, it was uh, it was pretty pretty rough one, but hey, you know, out of the positive stuff, we talked a little bit about it on the last podcast. The Georgia State Steel Challenge match that usually kicks off the uh, Steel Challenge season has been canceled. Um, so Jamie Mundy is stepped up, and he has posted the uh, South Georgia Steel Challenge match. 
I think there's probably close to 200 plus guns already signed up. So it's going to be a pretty good, pretty good kickoff to the 2021 season. So there's still some spots there. There's some other matches. I saw a tier two match in Tennessee that popped up the same weekend. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a few matches popping up, which is which is a good thing. But the interesting part, though, Jeff, it seems like there's like six or seven major matches all within like a three month window. Area five opened up. There's uh, the Michigan speed State in match, April. World Speed, and yeah, it's it's gonna be busy. I think people are, you know, they want to get back into shooting. Um, and I know for myself, uh, with the uh, ammo and components issue uh when i got out when i got home from the last world speed shoot in september um i went to my coffers and i grabbed the ammo i needed for the next world speed shoot and put it aside and said i'll shoot what else i got but that's got to be saved for the match Um, and it's it's tough out there you know it's 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 getting better um i mean i'm hearing people here and there getting primers uh for those that uh uh, make their own ammo and you know you had some ammo on your site for about 10 seconds i think uh, did it last that long oh man that was it it was brutal uh, i tried i tried to get some um luckily yeah, I, I wasn't getting it for myself a, we we sold probably a million rounds in less than a couple of minutes and and it uh cause some site jams and all those kind of things. And the, the good part is when we stepped back and did some analysis of who bought and hoarding and all that kind of stuff is there's only one person, I didn't know who they were, that bought ammo. So it was a lot of competitive shooters, which is great. So we're having some discussions hopefully later this week about, you know, strategy to make that process go a little bit uh, a little bit smoother, maybe some limits limits and quantities. Although, you know, some people that well, some people bought two hundred thousand rounds. No, that didn't happen. Right. Uh, yeah, we did have a couple of people that bought yeah, about what I shoot in a year, but Rimfire, but it it wasn't um, it wasn't as pervasive as I thought it was gonna be. So they'll there will be more in a couple of weeks. We're targeting the thirteenth of January at SteveFostershootingsports.com to get really ammunition. Tell them that? Yeah. You gotta tell me ah, that sorry, first. Brother. <laughs> hey Jeff, guess what? <laughs> no, that's that's so, great. Uh, and hopefully the people that um, that did get ammo, uh, you know, won't need it. And and there's just some that uh, you know won't be on the site and, and trying to get it. You know, it's. Um, do we know what kind you're going to be getting? As of right now, it's going to be a mixture of force and contact. Okay. And the plan is. The plan is, and you know how plans can change, but the plan is, is to have a regular shipment once a month, in the middle of the month, for uh, you know containers coming over from the UK. So right. uh, the Queen's ammo should be arriving once monthly, but we're going to talk about some different strategies. And I appreciate the input of folks, and uh, you know certainly the customers that were able to get ammo, and everybody that tried to get ammo. I do appreciate your patronage, and we will get some of this uh, smoothed out just a little bit more. So we've got some ideas. Can't talk about them now because there's a contract involved and all that kind of stuff. So uh, all these things need to be approved, but hopefully it gets just to be a little bit smoother the next go around. It probably won't be perfect then either, but as long as we continue to get better, that's what's important. Excellent. But, well, you know, yeah. Well, hold on. You mentioned Jamie's yeah, match. Ahead. You mentioned Jamie's yep. match, and I just pulled it up. Yep. 
And there's some really interesting numbers here on the uh, the match breakdown. I just thought I'd throw out to everybody. Um, of course, you know, PCCO, uh, pistol open, and rifle open are clearly the divisions that are most signed up for. But here's an interesting one. When you look at the categories, there are 36 juniors. Now, that could be... It's probably less than 36 juniors because each gun a junior shoots is counted as one. So there's 36 junior guns, 33 senior guns, 41 super senior guns, and here's the most impressive one, 50 ladies. Wow. That's that's I'm I'm looking forward. I'm in the match. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. uh, I, I always love the match at Griffin. I've been there for the last three years and uh, was, uh, was sad to hear it wasn't going to happen this year. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really glad Jamie stepped up uh, and, is, and is running a match. It's going to be a good time. So, Jeff, since you have that match open, how many guns total have signed up? Is it 200? Well, right now, yeah, right now it's showing that there are 170 slots available. Um, it doesn't really show you, wait a second, I guess they could do that. Hold on, let's go here. Let's go back to the match. Let's go here. And if we go to match breakdown, and we look at that. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't add them up. Uh, let me do how it. Many, how, many, how many sessions are there? Is there two sessions on Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday? That would be I 400 guns. I believe that's what it is. Um, I know, I know it's two on Saturday, one on Sunday. Um, right now, it looks like there are 228 guns signed up. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, that's so awesome. It's, you it's know, I told fit. Jamie when we were talking. Yeah, I was telling Jamie while we were talking about it. I said, hey, man, you know, shoot to get 200. You may get close to 300. And, you know, that would be a great first match. They have 200 guns. There's a lot of state matches last year that didn't have 200 guns. So oh, no. That's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I so will tell you, Jeff, yes. I will tell you that there's something special that's going to be given away at the match, and there's some uh, cool little prizes that are going to happen. I can't talk about them because Jamie says, hey, Steve, we can't talk about this stuff. And I said, okay, Jamie, we can't talk about it. But no, no, there's going to be some cool stuff. So it's, if you go to the match, you will remember the match. All right. Well, look in here, um, just for those that are listening and are interested, um, there's a few spots left on Sunday. Um, Saturday afternoon has got three full squads open, and it looks like there's at least a squad open on Saturday morning, and Friday's pretty open, too. Um, It looks like staff is scheduled for Friday morning, and then uh, shooters are scheduled for Friday afternoon and, and ongoing, and lots of room on Friday. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. Uh, if we haven't met but we've talked online, uh, I'm kind of hard to miss and definitely easy to hear. Uh, come up and shake my hand or we'll fist bump or elbow bump, whatever you're most comfortable with. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. And also a shameless plug for the match because I've uh, assumed the sponsorship coordinator role to help Jamie out. 
So if there's anybody that's listening to this podcast that's interested in making a donation to the match, it would be greatly appreciated. We're going to do a random uh, drawing for prizes, so it's not based on order of finish. We felt as though that's uh, the most fair way to do it. So we've already got some really cool stuff lined up. We've got, I don't know, eight, $900 of Hunter's HD Gold product, and hundreds of dollars from rangestore.net have donated. Outside of donating the, uh, the paint, there's a couple hundred dollars gift certificate. Coasted Arms has donated a $1,500 gift certificate for, uh, for their 1911s. They're out of North Carolina, which is absolutely fantastic. Pro Ears has donated hundreds of dollars of product. There's a lot more coming. So uh, if you're interested in making a donation, please reach out to me at stevefostershooting at gmail.com or hit me up on Facebook, and we really appreciate any sort of donation you can make to the match and make it memorable for the competitors. Excellent. Yeah, I'm looking over here who signed up, and it's, it's a who's who, you know. I mean, you and I are there, so what else do they need? But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just going through, but you it, know, uh, I'll just start on Friday, you know, Grant Kunkel, Paul Dandini, Paul Dandini, the Cunningham girls. David's actually going to shoot this match. Good for you, David. I always tell him he should be shooting more. Um, Thank you. Uh, looks like uh, Ryan Wagner's coming down from uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, your daughter's shooting, Larry, Matt and Amanda. They are, they're pretty uh, at, at every match they can possibly be at. Steve Cooper coming up from Florida, uh, going down. Oh, Eddie and Brody Murray. Stephen Hart's coming over. I wonder if he's going to shoot just rim fire. He's going to shoot some center fire. Did you see that post he made that he's he's been yeah. focused on rim fire because he's out of out of uh, center fire stuff. So uh, Tom Nalen and Fishkin and Taparowski, the Southern Florida boys, they're coming up. Oh, there's Reagan Hearn. Uh, oh, all the way from Alaska. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, Jessica. You got it, Jessica Smith. Uh, there's Sam Conway. And, oh, geez, just looking at all who's on Sunday I didn't mention. Chris Barrett. I probably missed him earlier, but Chris is going to be there. Uh, da -da 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 -da. There's Nate McCord, Gabe Pruitt. I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be like old home days again. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, Gorka's coming up, and there's Greg Curse. Yep, Outer Limits Sunday. Six of the ten people on the squad are the Lander clan. That's the, the family I work yeah. with. Uh, so uh, it's going to be a good time. Going to be a good time. It's going to be a fast match. I mean, it's uh, the last couple of years, it's been interesting with Grant, Chris, and myself. You've got uh, three of the top classified rimfire rifle open and PCC shooters in the country going head to head. It's always interesting the last couple of years how it all, how it shakes out from, uh, you know, the first match of the year and then certainly how it ends up in the last half of the year. So it's, it's going to oh, be exciting. Don't forget about Emily. Don't forget about Emily. Oh, I know. They're <laughs> both of them. Holy cow. Yeah. It's, Holy um, cow. It's, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. So what else you want to talk about? Oh, so I was going to transition off the Ely thing into breaking the Internet. I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, but JP posted a teaser out there two days ago about their GMR-15, or let's call it a GMR, because who knows it's going to be a 15 after this. Did you see that post by chance, Jeff? I don't think I did, so uh, bring me up to speed. 
So they got Josh out there at his at his farm shooting uh, a JP, and he's talking about, hey, I wasn't going to plan on making any changes and this and that. And I've got a relationship with a uh, close relationship with JP, so I heard some things, and so they posted a teaser out there that there's going to be something different, and could be game changing. If it's what I think it's going to be, because I don't know for certain exactly what it's going to be, but I will post a video. So I took a clip of it, and uh, you can see Josh shooting, I don't know, six rounds in probably half of a second. So those are some really, really fast split times, and there's a couple ways you can do that. Um, but you'll check out the video. You can see uh, something in the port of the gun, in the uh, in the chamber of the gun. So it looks like it's further, like some sort of mechanical short stroke type system. So it's either a recoil system or it's a totally different operating system. And there's a couple ways you accomplish that. So it's probably one of a couple things. And any of them, I'm extremely excited about. So I just, uh, I, I can't wait to see it. And I, I will post my JP discount code because I know if it's what I think it is, there's going to be a lot of people buying uh buying uh, some JP PCCs here pretty pretty darn soon. Well, you know, I have I, heard unofficially. Uh -huh. I have heard unofficially that it's going to be out late spring, maybe early summer. They were going to release it at Shot Show, but um, I don't think that's going to happen uh, based on everything that's going on. I think they officially canceled Shot Show if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, it's going to be could be a game changer because you know the top shooters that shoot PCC and Steel Channels all shoot. JPs, um, there's a couple that don't, but after this, there's going to be even more top shooter shooting JPs. I'm watching a video right now as you're talking, and yeah, it's the the uh, view from the bird's eye view down on Josh. It was just a stream of brass coming out of that gun. So uh, it'll be interesting. Everybody, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, so I'll see if I can upload that video tonight. Um, as a, an additional teaser, it's nothing confidential because JP posted it, but I uh, kind of zoomed in a little bit. It gets a little fuzzy, of course. Uh, I uh, zoomed in on towards the end of the video where you could see him shoot the six shots or seven shots within about a half of a second, which those are some pretty fast splits in case you're wondering. Um, uh, yeah, but I think you, so. Yeah, yeah it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what you make out of all of that. Very cool, very cool. The other, the other thing that um, that came up this past weekend, I had uh, some folks from out of town doing some training, some folks that are uh, getting into Steel Challenge, you know, certainly experienced shooters, but getting into Steel Challenge, want to get better, and those types of things. And so uh, I'll tell you two funny stories. The first one is is um, they were using all, like, clear safety glasses. And so, of course, I've got a couple extra pairs of 100 HD gold. Mm -hmm. Jeff, it cracks me It cracks me up. Anytime somebody puts on a pair of 100 HD gold for the first time, I get the, <laughs> these are awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So I think so I think that's great. I have, but, I, have um, said it, I have said it that Brian's marketing plan for that product is genius. It really is. Show up at a match, go to the tent, while these look cool, try them on, yeah, they feel good, and he goes, go away. And they're like, yeah. with the glasses. And they're like, what? Yeah, go shoot the yeah. match. Go, go, go shoot the match. Yep. 
Wait, do we need to sign something? No, I trust you. You'll bring them back. And usually they bring them back, but they don't take them off, and they sign a check <laughs> buying the pair they just wore because they sell themselves. It's amazing. Right, right, right. It is amazing. So the, the other part of what I wanted to talk about based on, in some of it's that experience because, you know, all of us that have had some level of experience shooting steel challenge have started off with one of the popular models. I started off with a Browning Buckmark. A lot of people have shot Ruger uh, 2245 lights as an example, and now people are shooting victories and so on and so forth. And it just reminds me of my own journey. Let's talk about handguns, and then we can get into rifles here in a second. But it's always, hey, what do I need to do first? What what kind of gun do I need and those types of things? And I'll probably need to do a better job on a write-up, and I think I've done something similar to this in the past, but I'll put it out there on a blog post so people can reference it in the future. And I always tell people to start, number one, to shoot what you can afford to begin with. Let's say... You know, my personal preference is the 2245. Whether it's the light or not, I prefer the the steel barrel compared to the light barrel. But if you get the light barrel, that's how the Steve Foster shooting compensator came about because it was too whippy. So that's exactly the exact gun that that compensator was designed for. Because if it could tame recoil on something like that, it's going to help with any other gun that's out on the market. So get a 2245, whether it's a lighter, if it's a steel barrel. Um, and that's where companies like Tandem Cross and Stripling Custom Gunworks come in, is get a gun, spend, you know, four or $500 or whatever it is, and make it, and you can add on as you yep. see fit to make some enhancements to make it more comfortable, more shootable for you. And then from there, then you need to, need to look in the mirror and say, hey, you know what, are, am I really into this? Am I starting to travel around the country? And Again, there's nothing wrong with a customized Ruger or Buckmark or something along those lines. But if you're going to do this a lot, that's where I transitioned into guns such as a Volkortz and Scorpion. Scott makes a great gun or a CWA by Chet Whistle. Something that's a little bit more custom. There's a little bit more product support from a total package that if you ever have an issue, say, hey, Chet, you know, I'm having this issue, blah, blah, blah. And... You know what Chad says? Hey, I'll send you a label or send it to me, and, you know, I'll put some couple hundred rounds of Ely Force through it. I'll figure out what it is, and I'll fix it and send it back to you. Because over the course of time, what I've found is, you know, you need to be, have some level of mechanical ability to work on stuff Yep. Uh, when it comes to shooting. But I, I think at some point in time, if you get to the point and stuff's not working, that's when you either need to, have a great gunsmith like a Billy Stripling. He's the best 22 gunsmith on the planet that I'm aware of. Or you need to take your whole investment up to the next level. And the same thing with the glasses. I mean, it's the same conversation. And I'm even going through part of this process. I think, you know, glasses and hearing protection, I'm not saying I don't care how much money I spend, but those are two things that if you lose, that would be bad. And that's why I shoot Hunter's HD Gold glasses, and that's why I shoot with Pro Ears. And I have yep. since I started shooting. I mean, I bought a $400 pair of pro ears from the get-go, and today I'm proud to say, hey, I just made an investment. I'm getting a, a set of the ProFit Customs through through pro ears. I ordered them today, and so I'm looking forward to that because you need to spend that kind of time, quality money. And Because a lot of us, Jeff, we go and travel and shoot. It's, it's nothing to drop a 1000 bucks on a weekend if you're going a couple states between, and we've talked about this before, uh, 
match entry fees and ammunition and, you know, hotel and gas or airfare or those types of things. So yeah, I think make the investment on what you can afford. And as you take it, the game more serious, that's where you can upgrade into, uh, you know, different pistols and, and customize it to, to make it more shootable. And then on the rifle side of things, you know, there's nothing wrong with starting off with a Ruger with a big heavy barrel and all that kind of stuff and make sure that your kid or yourself or your spouse or significant other wants to shoot. And then I would say, you know, based on the price point, you know, there's there's three I would consider big manufacturers that make what I would call a semi-custom uh, 1022. And that's, I'm not going to go through all the brands, because, but that's where the Magnum Research comes in better at price than, than all the others. And, you know, through shooter feedback through Chris and John way back in the day and myself, it's a very reliable and it's a, and it's a great gun for, you know, 650, 750, you know, depending on what kind of stock you can spend a thousand bucks. But, um, you know, that's, that's where you need to start. And then you can add on a Weiland chassis or put a Powder River Precision Trigger in it or something like that to make it a little bit more comfortable and shootable for you. But don't feel alone if you're in that journey of, hey, this thing doesn't go bang every time. Well, you know what? There's, there's, let's go through the troubleshooting. And that's probably what we need help with, Jeff. We probably need to, to get some sort of blog post on troubleshooting. Not, I wouldn't say every single gun that's out there, but let's say, hey, here's the top 10 or top 15 you know, issues that you could have with a, a rimfire pistol or a rimfire rifle, and here's what you need to try. Uh, so we need some help from the community. Yeah. Excellent points. I, I agree 150%. You know, if I had, for someone who's just starting in the game, every suggestion you just made is spot on. But I would add one more thing to consider, and that's... An AM, AMG lab timer? No, go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah no, that's true. <laughs> is the reliability of the platform you're shooting. Hundred okay. percent agree. There is, and that also includes your ammo. Okay, yep. the ammo technically is part of your platform. It's part of your game. It's part of what you need to consider. There's nothing more frustrating than crushing the first four plates and having the gun go click because a firing pin spring broke, or a firing pin broke, or the ammo, you know, you, you look at the ammo afterwards and it's got a, a dent the size of uh, the Grand Canyon in it and it still didn't fire. Nothing more frustrating than that. Because yeah. you uh, were, you were and it was your equipment that failed. Um, you know, I'm real big on cleaning my guns. And they're not full field strips. I'm not taking apart the bolt every time. Um, but I'm, I'm big on that, and the reason I'm big on that, and everybody's heard me say it multiple times before that's listened to this podcast, it's about inspecting your equipment and making sure it's up to snuff. And I'm going to give you a perfect example of what just happened to me. On Sunday, I woke up, was doing stuff around the house, realized I needed to clean my rimfire pistol. I shoot a Volcourts and Scorpion. Took the gun, broke it down. As I pulled the bolt out, the recoil spring 
went flying. Now, for those that know... That's never happened to me. (laughs) The the Ruger platform, (laughs) which is what that bolt is based on, the recoil spring is captured on the rod. So, if... For those that know the, the platform, there's one side that's kind of a half moon that fits in a slot on the bolt, and there's the other side that is a half semicircle that the mainspring post comes up through. Have I got, you know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep. That half circle unit broke right in half. It was split down wow. the middle. I'm, I, I haven't made a post yet on the uh, on it, but I've got the. I found both pieces. It's just broke right down the middle. Right. Should it have broken? Probably not. But guess what? It's a gun. It's a mechanical thing. Everything on your gun, whether you want to believe it or not, has what's called a mean time between failure. At some point, it will fail. It might be. In the case of a grip, 10,000 years. But in the case of a spring, it's probably once a season. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. And, and you know, you, you named some of the, the, the top companies with, with Stripler Custom Guns and Tandem Cross where you can get parts for your guns. I highly recommend to everybody, whatever platform you're shooting, have parts and have them in a kit that goes with you to the match because it's not doing you any good to have that part if it's sitting in your garage at home i don't know how many times i i can remember going back very first griffin match uh kaylee gartner was shooting i think it was kaylee gartman yep gartman yep fiber flew out of the front of the gun and she was ready to stop shooting and not shoot the yeah. match i'm like oh no i didn't even know teddy and the family at that point i said oh no that's not right. going to happen i ran back we were down on freaking five to go and you know the range so i'm running up the hill back then i wasn't as light as i am now huffing and puffing <laughs> get into the get into the van pull out the my my fiber kit as I'm starting to run back, I see a guy in a golf cart. I'm like, oh, no, no, you're helping me get back down to this bay. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. In, in, you know, less than 30 seconds of actually working on the gun, we had the gun back in running fashion. Right, and, right. And, you know, you've had firing pins go down in a match, right? So that's an interesting, uh, I actually told that story this past weekend. I had never broken a firing pin until the world's feature this past year. Okay. Never in my, never in my life I've ever broken a fire pin. And you know what? It, it's, hey, it was my turn. And mm-hmm. to shoot as much as I have, and I, I joke around with Zach Grubb all the time. He's like, man, Steve, you ever clean that thing? Nah, I just get a new one, Zach. <laughs> he laughs. <laughs> That's not that far from the truth, though, Jeff. <laughs> I know. I've seen your but, safes. <laughs> but, hey, I like nice things, you know. My wife can have shoes and I can have guns, you know. It's, it's cool. And goats. Or my wife can have goats. Goats and I can have guns. But, but to art- articulate this point just a little bit further to make sure that I'm 100% clear. 
they make hundreds of thousands. I'm making that number up. It's a lot of Ruger 22-45 light. They're mass-produced. Yep. What you get in the Scorpion is you got a semi-custom gun. You know, Scott makes his own frames. And yep. It's all engineered. It's controlled. Blah, blah, blah. What you get with the CWA is that outside of a different platform, if you shoot it in 1911, and certainly the 2011 uh, with RIP has really taken off, and I love shooting it, but that's 100% of a custom gun. Absolutely. He fits all the parts himself. Cust everything is a custom color, um, and it's, it's 100% custom. But what you get from going from a mass-produced gun, and I'm not saying that, that they're not great because I think you have to, you know, you have to make that investment when you start to make sure it's something you want to do, right? You don't go out and buy a, um, you know, a $10,000 mountain bike because you want to start competing in uh, mountain bike racing, you know, maybe $500 or $1,000. Same thing happens with shooting. But what you get as you step up in guns all the way up to a CWA is, number one, you get the customer service and support. It's a fully custom gun, and you get the reliability. Yep. And that's what you get with stuff that's custom. And I think what's going to happen at some point in time, we'll see a little bit of that transition. And I'm working on a small project. I'm not sure if it's going to come through or not. But we'll see a little bit more of that customization when it comes to the rifles as well. You know, you can buy a Ruger 10-22, and I don't think they're all created the same. I, I've got a theory just like ours. The ones that were put together on Monday are probably not as good as the ones put together on Friday or vice versa. You know what I mean? It's just... <laughs> It's just how it is. Well, to your same so, point, hey, you know, take the PCC platform. There is nothing yep. wrong with, I know people who they go out, they do the research, and they say, oh, I like this upper, I like this lower, I like this barrel, I like this trigger, and they put it all together, and they run. And there's nothing wrong with that. Me, like you, I took the JP route, where literally yep. the only thing they don't make is like the buffer tube, the hand grip, and the buttstock, to my knowledge. Everything else in that gun, they, they produce. Yeah. To, to their, they their exacting standards. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's all engineered to work, to work together. Right. There's another company, I won't, I won't get, you know, say their name or anything, but they released a PCC barrel a couple of years ago, and you know what happened? They had issues with it. So what did they do? They put a little crown on the inside of the chamber of the PCC barrel. And you know what happened? They had more issues. So what did they do? They put in a feed ramp. And it's like a JP PCC does not have a feed ramp, nor should it, if it's all engineered together and it's being done in the same in the same uh, shop and assembled, yep. assembled by the same people, so on and so forth. And you know what? Not everybody can spend a couple grand on a JP. I get it. I get it. But do you know how many matches I've seen personally of top shooters that don't shoot JPs have lost because they had malfunctions with their with their PCCs? And you again, know? that and goes back to what we talked about with the reliability. Yep. There's one thing I do want to point out, especially to the new shooters, and this is something that I have heard for years, and I believe it. You cannot buy your game. You cannot buy your game, okay? But what I will what I will say about that, Jeff, though, is I think you can buy reliability, which Absolutely. will help your game. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. My point is, is that if you've got a Ruger and you're out there 
in rimfire pistol open and you're shooting uh, let's just say a 120 that's about a, a, a B shooter you're a 120 shooter and you buy a I'm not going to pick any 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 gun but a a more of a custom gun okay it's not going to make you a 110 shooter okay you have the potential better I think to be a 110 shooter with that gun because of the reliability aspect exactly as you pointed out sure you know um and when you get to a level like yourself where you know you're you you're breaking 70 and then you're breaking 65 and then you break 62 and you're like i'm right on there yeah you're looking for every little edge that you can get okay 100 the, the weight of the compensator and using your Falcon compensator, where the weight is distributed on the gun, all that stuff can make a difference to that point. Um, you know, again, again, 100 times I've said this on the podcast. Well, we haven't done 100 podcasts, but I say it all the time. Everybody who knows me, my two favorite phrases, grip the gun, go one for one. Okay? Right. You cannot, speed will not make up a miss. It's just that simple. And, you know, we, we, we've done the analysis. We've talked about it. I've looked at the World Speed Shoot, another shameless plug for AMG Labs timers, because we use them at the World Speed Shoot. You can pull that data into Practice Score Competitor, and you can look. And the guys that are shooting those amazing strings, yourself, Grant, Chris, and all the others, they're one-for-one one runs. Yep. You're not... Yep. missing and that's that's huge and and no matter what gun you get a miss is a miss sure so i mean we're definitely on the same page there though that you know uh again the reliability i i had a gun that i liked uh and i and it was sexy and uh, you know i'm usually function over form but this gun looked hot was a pistol, rimfire pistol. I enjoyed it, but when I had it, you couldn't get parts for it. Yeah. It just didn't they just weren't on the market yet. And I had a spring go down and I was like, well, I'll have to shoot my Ruger. I had a backup 2245. And I got to the match and um I was rooming with my buddy Kurt Omensetter and he had a Scorpion and I'm like, "What day are you shooting at?" He's like, "I'm shooting that Sunday." I'm like, well, I'm due to shoot rimfire pistol open on Saturday. Can I borrow your gun? It's like, sure, no problem. <laughs> the death touch. <laughs> yeah, I I got home. I got home and got online and ordered a all quartz. Yeah, it's. And I would make that recommendation as well. Is you got to be careful of what you handle because there is a big difference. Like this past weekend, somebody was having some issues with a Ruger Mark Four. Uh, 2245, and it was an iron sight gun, so I gave him my flame job CWA. He shot that thing. Man, that first string job, I'm like, look, man, I said, I like you and all. I know we just met, but I am going to make sure and pat you down to make sure that gun stays on my range cart and not go home with you. He's like, dude, this is nice. This is nice. It, th- there is There is that kind of difference, but I would also say, that's why I always keep, I've got a victory, a buck mark, 
Ruger, and then, you know, other brands of, uh, of guns at my house. I do a lot of training, and there's a lot of people that I help out in the shooting sports and so on and so forth. And if you're not sure what you want to shoot, hey, why don't you try this or try this and try this before you before you make that investment by decide on a platform. Yep. And, and I will say, back to the Ruger thing, Jay Sanza, the kid's a beast, mm-hmm. and he shoots a tandemized Ruger 2245. Yep. And it works. I some of them just work completely great, and other ones, they just need, need a little filing, need a little polishing, and needs tuning of the mags. It could be the ammo and, you know, those kind of things. But a couple of years ago, I had a decision to make on what type of ammo I wanted to shoot. I did some research, and that's why I shoot Ely, because I, I believe then, what I believe now, is the best ammunition in the world. And I want to take one variable of the whole equation off the table. And I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, I've shot 250,000 rounds of Ely ammo. I've never had an issue. Very, very far few in between. And more than likely it was the gun, not the ammunition. So Right. The you last know, thing just, you want to do is get up to the line and worry about whether your gun's going to run. You but know? I say all this to say, say that, you know what, do what you can afford and yep. then grow into it. But Absolutely. make very smart decisions. So you don't end up in the situation that I was in. You know how much money that I spent on some buck marks? I mean, I had a lot of money tied up into each one of my buck marks. I could have bought just about a CWA each for what kind of money. You know, you start mm-hmm. off with a $500 gun. Oh, you get a thumb rest. Oh, you get a barrel. Oh, you get a compensator. Oh, you get this. You get this. Oh, you want a slide racker. Oh, you want base pads. You want additional mags. You know, it's just one thing after another, and then it's, you know, and I get it. If that's what you can do, do what you can afford. Enjoy the sport. But if the reliability and consistency and those kind of things become problematic, that's when I would consider up in, up in your game. Yep. 100% agree. Or, as you pointed out, possibly up, just doing an upgrade. You know, again, yeah, you, you, you've, spent, you've spent $500 on a gun. And, I mean, one of the kids I train... Um, shoots a twenty two forty five, um, not a light, and was shooting at bone stock, you know. And I looked at the dad and I said, "Do you love your daughter?" And he went, "Of course I do." <laughs> I said, "Buy, change the blade up front to at least fiber optic sights. <laughs> Let give her at least a fiber optic sights." And so he did that, and she shot it for a year, and she was getting good. And I and I told him, I said, "It's time." for you to upgrade the trigger and uh, went out and got a Volkortsen trigger kit. Um, opportunities were there for both Tandem Cross and Volkortsen. They're both good trigger kits. They just happened to choose the Volkortsen one. Steve, I kid you not, next match she shot seven personal bests with like 10 seconds. Yeah, yep, now, for sure. Did she buy her game? Not really. She improved her game with that. But had she had that same thing a year ago, she would not have had that seven seconds year ago, a year ago. She had to build yeah, up to yeah, that. For sure. you know, but for again, sure. instead of having to spend $1,000 on a new gun, she just spent the money for the trigger. You know, Dad spent the money for the upgrade kit. So the opportunities are out there. And you know what? Uh, anybody who's out there that's you know, new and listening to this... Um, I think I speak for Steve. I'll speak for myself. 
if you have any questions, reach out to us. We're yeah, both absolutely. on Facebook, on the Facebook pages, on the Steel Target Paint uh, podcast page. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, I love them. I love questions. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. You know, when I bought my first guns, I wish I'd have known what I know now. Oh, yeah. I would have saved a lot of money. <laughs> and more importantly, thrown tools. <laughs> Jeff, you said something that, that, that made, me, uh, made me crack up. And don't judge me, but I really, I guess I want you to judge me. Am I a bad person that I was working with somebody, it was probably two years ago, and they tried my CWA, and they're like, oh, my God, this thing's awesome. And they're like, my, my dad's cheap and won't buy me, blah, 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 blah. I said, look, I said, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll deny I told you this, but walk up to him and say, Daddy, do you love me? <laughs> and then ask for a CWA for Christmas. And you know what they got for Christmas? They got the gun. They got the gun. That's awesome. Does that make me a, does that make me a bad person, Jeff? I, <laughs> well, in, in Chet's eyes, it makes you person number one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, 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 I almost forgot. So... Are you close to that box that I sent that chassis to you in? Yes, I am. Well, okay, I mean, grab I mean it, grab it's, it, it's it. in the garage. I'm, I mean, I have to jump off the podcast for a minute, but I could go get That's it. That's okay. Too. Go get it. Go get it. We'll wait, we'll wait for you. All, All right. right. Hold on. Uh, I'll, I'll tell jokes while you're gone. All right. Give me a minute. All right. All right. So Jeff has no idea about what's ready to happen. I had uh, a couple folks over from another state, so I'll uh, keep them anonymous Paul and uh, so we got <laughs> oh, oh this is gonna be great this is gonna be classic oh Jeff the abuse this is all Tom Nealon's fault it's all Tom's fault he started this whole thing so I'll, I'll tell you more about it here in just a second but oh poor Jeff the abuse the guy takes love the guy like a brother but I think he deserves it sometimes all right found it. <laughs> hold on oh did you oh thank goodness Okay, I'm back. All right, all right. So open it up, and there was the foam padding on the inside. So open it up so you get to the foam padding. I've done that. Okay. You may not have noticed it, but I hid it in there when I sent it to you because... Wait, wait. Is, is, you want this, to tell is this a little package with a, a chain on it? Yes. What? Okay, but thank you. Please explain. You want, you, you want me to tell the people what it is, and then you can explain it? Yeah, absolutely. Go right. Well, tell them about the chassis first, and then we'll okay. go through that. <laughs> so first of all, everybody, the, the chassis is amazing, okay? Um, the Wyland chassis? The Wyland chassis. Uh, yeah. it, it comes packaged in, in, uh, in, in pre-cut foam, uh, very safe, uh, lots of room for all the parts, uh, very easy to put together. Um, no instructions. Uh, it, it's, it's for those, I mean, you've had to have worked on a gun to understand it. Um, but once you've, if, if you've ever taken apart a 1022, very simple to figure out, uh, and, and adjust, uh, to, to the, and that's the beautiful thing about this, uh, this platform, the adjustability, you've got adjustability with a hand grip, you've got adjustability with the height of the, uh, stock you've got adjustability with the um the buttstock that goes against your shoulder but as i open this up 
there's this little package, and it says stainless steel trans necklace big size. It is a necklace <laughs> with this little tube with stainless steel chips in it. Please explain, Mr. Foster. Please explain to me what this means. <laughs> so what happened was is Jeff ordered the chassis, and I said, hey, man, if you want something cool on it, send it to me, and I'll engrave it for you. And so, Oh, by the way, point, I haven't sure told you. Some of you saw the videos. Steve knocked it out of the park. It's the first time I've seen it done. I've got to post the pictures. I had him do the Club 13 logo on the chassis, and it's beautiful. Be beautiful. I appreciate it, man. That's cool. I, I'm glad. You, I'm glad you like it. We've put a couple of things on there. I came so close, Jeff. You have no idea. My wife talked me out of it because I've got a tendency for people that I know really, really well to put something in some unusual places. That's an inside joke, and I right. did not do that for you. It was close. It be like, My wife talked me out. Wait, no, what, we, was what was it? What was it? It's a G-rated show. I can't tell you. Oh, okay. Because I thought I thought you were like underneath. You were going to have like I have a home range and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not have come up. Just ask Kurt Grimes next time what I engraved on the inside of his gun. <laughs> oh, classic. So anyway, what's with a stainless so, steel necklace? <laughs> so, so. <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to get in character. Uh, I cried. I laughed so hard. So I've done some other work for some other folks, and so there was a father-daughter that came over, and uh, there's an inside joke amongst some people in the shooting community that they're friends with that referred them to come see me, and they call my home range the Mecca of Steel Challenge, and I'm like, you know, and I'm just kind of, yeah, okay, okay, get out of here with that, and so they, they came down for the weekend, and so Sunday before they left, the dad went out to the berm and took, like, this glass jar and took, he says, man, is this okay? I said, what? He says, I want to take part of Mecca home with me. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. So I did a project for him and um, a couple projects for him, and then he sent me that necklace. I think they actually used that necklace for, like, <laughs> remains for pets or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. It, and so he took some of the dirt from my home range and put it in that necklace to make sure that you have it so now you can have it a wait little, a minute. little piece. A so little piece. <laughs> wait a minute. So this isn't actually stainless steel chips. This is actually Steve Foster home range dirt. <laughs> it is. You've got a piece. I've got you've got a piece of my home range so you can take it with you wherever you go. Well for those that don't know when I was oh at the gosh. home range, when Steve wasn't looking, I left a little part of myself on the range, but we won't talk about that. Be <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> oh, oh, oh that, my goodness! Now, see, now it all makes sense. It's awesome. <laughs> I may have to. See, I, this, I, is, this is going to go in because it was just on a shelf. I was like, okay, well, I don't know what this means. Put it on a shelf, and now it's going in the shooting van in a very predominantly seen place. So I can remember this story every time. That is, you know what? I got I got the chassis uh, last week, so right after Christmas. But Steve, this this might be one of the best Christmas gifts I've ever gotten. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, Jeff. But I I stashed it in one of those compartments oh, in yeah. the foam. 
Oh, yeah. That I didn't think any, you would look into until we got on the podcast. So, anyway. Oh, no, no. It, it was, it, well, you, oh, Steve, oh. come on. I get this thing. I took every foam part out looking underneath, making sure there wasn't anything. Oh, uh, <laughs> It never thought to occur to you. Why? Why is this necklace with dirt in it no. in the chassis box? Uh, I, I, you know, <laughs> 56 years old, the, the gears don't uh, always uh, turn uh, fully, you know. <laughs> oh, that, oh, my goodness. I'm about, I about is, drove off the road. Oh, my God. That is just too funny. That, <laughs> that is, uh, that's, again, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. That's awesome. It's awesome. You're welcome. And I'm glad you like the chassis, Jeff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm looking forward. Uh, I put it together Sunday. Um, the weather down here and, and other things going on, I haven't been able to get out, but I'll be at the range tomorrow um, and, and checking it out. I, I am waiting um, on a, uh, a cheek riser. Uh, sure. Which, you know, Todd said is going to ship here in the next couple of days just to get a better weld, but uh, that doesn't mean it can't go out and get run through its paces tomorrow and, uh, and have some. Right. Fun. And we, and we wish Todd the, the best. He was down uh, yes. with COVID and I yep. think a couple Absolutely. of members of his family now have it. So wish him and his family all the best. And anybody else out there that, you know, uh, yourself, friends, family, uh, who got it, uh, hopefully it all, uh, it passed and, and you're all better. Um, it is, uh, definitely something to be concerned about because it uh, you know the thing that i've learned uh is that it affects everybody in different ways and yeah for sure you know some can some get hit hard and, and some have it and it's nothing more than sore throat and sniffles um right, right. my son-in-law got it and his dad got it and uh, uh it luckily they both made it through no problem uh, and, you know, again, we're not going to get political. We're not going to get anything like that. Everybody just be safe. Take the measures to be safe. Because uh, we want to see everybody as much as possible. For sure. Okay. Well, Jeff, uh, I'm not sure where we go after this. So Yeah, it's, it's enjoy, pretty enjoy much a good podcast, way to end brother. it. <laughs> <laughs> totally amazing. Right. Totally amazing. Well, listen, Steve, we try to good end this podcast. Um, with uh, with our uh, discount code for st- code for Steel Target Paint, why don't you give that out? Yeah, it's ST Podcast ten for ten percent off of any store, anything at RangeStore.net. Awesome. Appreciate you guys' support. It was good talking with you, Jeff. Same here, Steve. Thanks again. And uh, if we don't talk beforehand, we'll definitely see you at the uh, the match in Georgia in March. All right. Sounds great. All right. Bye, everybody.